If you're looking to save some money on your wireless plan, take a look at Visible Wireless. They're a transparent wireless carrier with nothing to hide. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. Switch to Visible where you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. One-line wireless, just 25 bucks a month with taxes and fees included. That's unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Switch now at Visible.com. You shouldn't judge a book by its cover, but you can judge a company by its name. Like Visible, the wireless company making wireless visible. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. This is Steve Downs, the voice of Master Chief, Sierra 117, and you're listening to Podcast Unlocked, the world's number one Xbox podcast. Now, finish this fight. Master Chief, out. What's happening, friends? Welcome to Podcast Unlocked. It is IGN's weekly Xbox show. We are getting closer and closer to the Xbox Bethesda Game Showcase. But for now, it's episode 596 of IGN's weekly Xbox show for May 23rd, 2023. I'm Ryan McCaffrey here in IGN's San Francisco studio. And it's a two-person show today, which I like doing these from time to time because we could just go back and forth and there's nobody in our ear trying to trying to chime in Destin. Uh, no, we wish Destin the best. He, uh, he had a, he had a civil obligation today to, to jury service. So, uh, thank you for that, Destin. And we will see you back next week. Miranda Sanchez is here. Good to see you. Good to see you too. I'm back. It's been a while. You have been a resident of Hyrule for the last while. I don't, I don't even know how long it's been. Is I don't this, know now, how many days it's been. Is this to you, this is the fictional world, right? Hyrule's your, where you live. Yeah. Let me tell you, I can tell you where <laughs> to find the hardy salmon. I know where they live. I've hunted them many times. I've run out of so many arrows. Basically I've been working on like our cooking guide and our shine guides and like just a bunch of different things. And that's, that's just been my entire brain, which I mean, is it is a lot. arguably the sandboxiest sandbox game in a while, right? Yeah. For all the open world games we get, there's so much you can do in Tears of the Kingdom. I've I've barely played it so far because I'm still I'm still working through Jedi Survivor, which <laughs> itself is a, a a meaty, awesome game. I mean, nowhere near the hundred plus hours that Tears of the Kingdom is and can be. But um, yeah, I've got about let's see nine days to finish <laughs> Jedi Survivor before I will be living in Sanctuary <laughs> in Diablo 4 on my Series X as soon as that arrives. I'm very excited for that. I basically already got to sit down with all my friends. We got to make our snack plan. We oh, gotta yeah. Get our, our plans together as far as like, when are we playing? When will you need to be done by chap of like chapter one? Like, what's yeah. the schedule? So that way we can all coordinate our timing so we can all play together. Because like our goal is to play the whole campaign together. That is a great goal. I have so many great memories of specifically Diablo 2. Of course, that was far enough ago where 
the only I mean there was there was Battle.net I guess you could play but we would mm -hmm. we would do weekend LAN parties and drag uh, the entire the computer with the CRT monitor <laughs> load the whole thing in the car go over to a buddy's house and just play all night and uh and yeah you just that that adventuring together and sort of being at the same roughly the same level you know so you're all kind of at the yeah. same uh character progression it's a it's a fun feeling do you know for certain which character you're going to build first? Oh yeah, it's I'm barbarian all the way. I was going to ask, has, has barbarian shaken at all? Is your no. taste changed? No. Okay. At, not in <laughs> not since Diablo one. All right. Like that's how wow. that's how hardcore I've been on the, with a with on hashtag Team Barbarian. Dang. It's uh, I played a, the my first Diablo character in Diablo one was a rogue. Okay. Had a great time with her. That was it was just fun to you know just get the best bow and arrow you can and take down the butcher take that do have, have have the fun but then in the diablo one expansion pack which was hellfire i think <laughs> gosh my memory's not working too well lords of destruction was diablo 2's expansion anyway uh yeah they added a barbarian in uh in the diablo one expansion and i've never looked back wow from there impressive yeah i just like smashing things i like dps <laughs> I just want to cause as much physical damage as possible. I don't mess around with spells too much. Yeah. I just like skeletons. <laughs> yeah. Hashtag team necromancer. Yeah. I got, yeah. You oh, can't you are, see if you're, you're rocking it today. I've got yeah. skeletons on my jacket. It's like one of my favorites. Some people have skeletons in their closet. You have them on your jacket. I do have one in my office <laughs> as well. <laughs> That's true. I've and seen it on camera. In my on, body. <laughs> I should hope so. Otherwise, you'd just be, you'd just be a, a blob of, of flesh. That's one of my fun, like favorite fun fact reminders of life is like, did you know you have a skeleton with you the whole time? <laughs> Every day? Um, Incredible. I, so spooky. I am old enough <laughs> to remember uh, The Far Side, one of my favorite comic strips ever. Mm -hmm. And one of my, you just reminded me of one of my favorite Far Sides ever, which is just, it's a picture of the front of a, of a, of a farm, like a ranch. And there's a little picket fence in front. And, and, uh, and the sign says, boneless chicken ranch. <laughs> it's a bunch of chickens. <laughs> laying around because they have no oh, bones no. and it is it just it's the even again it cracks me up just even thinking about it google that one far side boneless chicken ranch it's good times oh gary perfect. larson there it is perfect. our super producer red for those of you watching on video yeah it is uh it's, i mean how good is that that is <laughs> so good thank you gary larson for years of great Great comic strips. All right, uh, let's get back to video games. I do want to mention there's we're, we're awash as you've talked about Miranda with uh, all these just not just blockbuster games, but like the the highest caliber of blockbuster mm -hmm. between Zelda, you know, mainline top shelf Zelda. I mean, even like Link's Awakening is like B tier Zelda, and I don't say that yeah. insultingly, right? It's you know, Tears of the Kingdom is is the the cream of the crop Top of the shelf yeah uh star wars a triple a star wars game from respawn which again I'm, I'm adoring and all the reviews were great everybody's loving that we have uh again diablo 4 coming up which has been Oof. uh 10 years oh my god it is that's right it was 2013 whoa okay or, yeah so wow i didn't realize it was 10 years from diablo 3 to diablo 4 so anyway uh it can be easy for games to for for games that aren't at that on that the the top shelf of uh of the of the bar to be overlooked 
And one of those came out this week, and it's, by all accounts, very good. I really want to somehow find time to play this. Star Trek Resurgence. <laughs> Are you a Trek person at all, Miranda? I no. I am not. I was raised on Star Wars and Star Wars alone. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a next generation Star Trek fan. Uh, Picard got me, has me feeling good about Star Trek that this last season stuck the landing, finally, the third and final attempt. Uh, and Star Trek Resurgence is out. We gave it a seven, which may sound like, oh, seven, well, whatever, but uh, read the review on IGN or watch it. It is a Telltale-style Star Trek adventure game, you know, all choice-driven, dialogue-driven, made by a bunch of ex-Telltale developers. So uh, if you are looking for maybe like a palate cleanser, a smaller game between these bigger games. Our reviewer says it's around 10 to 12 hours, and it, it really, uh, our reviewer said it, it nails Star Trek very well, meaning it's, mm. it's, it, it is about making moral choices, and, and it's about a, a sort of diplomacy and dialogue-driven stuff. So good stuff from, uh, oh, I'm blanking on the, on the developer's name right now, but a bunch of ex-Telltale folks, Star Trek Resurgence, check that out. And then um, Planet of Lana. Have oh, you yeah. seen that? That seems like more of a Miranda game. I, that's one of the games that I would like to play someday. Yeah, that one's Love also that. out now too. And I played that at GDC this year briefly, like a 15, 20 minute quick hands-on. But if you like Play Dead style games, the, you know, insides, the limbos of the world, this is... Uh, there's and yeah, thank you, Red. We've got footage of it up now. It looks beautiful. The music's beautiful, uh, and I had a good time playing the the brief little little bit of this. So here's another one yeah, that I want to try and get to at some side scrolling adventures platformer. Yeah, with a little bud, which I always like when you have a little buddy with you. It's always a plus. That's what I want. So a couple of smaller things to keep your eye on if you uh, if you either need a break or just want to add them to your your backlog, which I'm sure is. The backlog's getting longer by the day. Every day, yep. All right, uh, let's get started. The sort of big news this week, Mortal Kombat 12 is official, yeah. except it's not Mortal Kombat 12. <laughs> Help me make it make sense, Miranda. Why is it Mortal Kombat 1? It's old is new again, again, <laughs> always, because that's what people are doing these days. I don't know. I think they should just drop the number and do something else like we got to figure out some sort of new system for these because it's not like people really care about this like story order i mean people do but i think oh, yeah. for mortal Kombat in, in particular it's so pick up and go and i think that's what they're trying to say here too with like the one it's like you can come you can come in anyone can come in and say listen i knew i could come in at any time because anyone anyone can, well People of age can participate in the gore you offer. So what was this game is rated M for mature. Not anyone. Not anyone. <laughs> but, um, You'll have like the parents council calling for your job. Wow, well, she advocated that anybody can play Mortal Kombat. No, listen, it's, yeah, it's like it's, it's to every parent's own decision on when their child is ready for Mortal Kombat. I played Mortal Kombat well before I was 17 <laughs> years old. It's like, listen, arcades, do you think they had like a someone standing there like looking who went up to machines and hey. <laughs> can't play. I'm gonna need to see some ID, son. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I think with that, uh, it, it's one of those games anyone can jump into. Like, I don't know much about the story. I kind of know some bits of it, like some basic lore. I just go in there to go get, um, give, give an ass kicking and also get my ass kicked because I'm not very good at the combos. M multiplayer, but it's still fun to try. Yeah. So 
I was, I just all of a sudden I said, I'm excited. Mortal Kombat 1, though, I, I also don't understand. But you know what? I accept it. Sure. I mean, yeah, <laughs> it is. You're right. It's, it's such a weird and interesting choice to go with one instead of just Mortal Kombat. Like, just a straight, like, I'm sure that was considered. And the, I, I would, I wish that that conversation at, at NetherRealm and probably the marketing team was involved had been recorded for public consumption. Because <laughs> I just would like to have known, like, how did they arrive at that? Yeah, the SEO for this is just going to be weird. Is all I can maybe say. that's what it is. Maybe it was was an SEO decision because if you just Google Mortal Kombat, maybe it doesn't. It's not going to bring up necessarily this game, the yeah. new thing. It's going to pull up all kinds of Mortal, the, the movie, the old games. It could maybe that's it. I think you you yeah. may have just figured it out. I think, but that also bothers me because if people are looking up Mortal Kombat One. Do you have to look up Mortal Kombat original? It's like Xbox One all over again. The first Xbox versus Xbox One. I know. <laughs> yeah, that's true. There is that it's piece. It's fine. It. It's it's our own. That's our problem to solve. Thank now that people. that said, uh, the trailer that that Red just had playing, I don't know if you got a chance to watch it. It's really good. It's a, it's all obviously. There's no gameplay. It's all cinematic CG stuff. But there's so much. So many like squishy people getting getting exploded and I actually haven't <laughs> seen it yet and I'm sad. I mean, it just, oh yay! You know, this will never Mortal Kombat will never not be amusing and hilarious to I, me. In the bet, like I'm not I'm not laughing at it. It is of absolutely laughing it with it. Yeah, yeah, it is great. I don't know what it is, but Mortal Kombat just does gore right. Like gore. Like it's, I know some. I know gore can make people really uncomfortable. I absolutely get that. It's it's a little disturbing to see people's insides, right? Sure. I don't. I don't want to see real people's insides, but Mortal Kombat insides. That's fine. It's yeah. different, right? <laughs> like, look. Their blood particles are different. It's yeah, fine. It's, it's funny. They're so. They, they've struck that balance yeah. between. Uh, not. I mean, it's. It's not realistic, even though the the people kind of look. You know, they look fairly realistic, but it's. They're so like comically squishy. Yeah. That it's that they just, you know, it's like they're just blood balloons. Exactly. That's exactly what I was thinking. You literally <laughs> stole that from my brain. I was like, it's just like they're popping balloons full of blood. Yeah. It's just squishy bags of white pieces and red liquid. It's fine. Right. And it's just hilarious because they just get absolutely wrecked. And it yeah. looks so cool. Um, they just do it right. So Mortal Kombat 12, officially Mortal Kombat 1. And uh, Miranda, we got a release date as well, uh, as had previously been rumored, September 19th, next gen only, which it does seem like, no, not 100%, but it feels like, Miranda, we've, we're reaching that point now here, starting in the back half of 2023 and then moving mm -hmm. into 2024 and beyond that uh, the Xbox One is is done there we're not not that you know, there's still some third-party games certainly coming out for it but uh it, it does seem like we're we're moving on to the new generation yep. for real now it, it seems like with a lot of the supply issues kind of being resolved it there's just been more of a push i think also tech tech wise yeah i'm sure resource wise having to develop for both systems is just a huge lift and now they can just focus on the new and put all of their resources toward that and hopefully folks can get their hands on the console of their choice and be able to get these new games but 
I, I haven't touched my older Xboxes in a long time. Oh, yeah. Of course, we do come from a place of privilege in that. That's that true. We do have access to these new systems through work sometimes. And backwards games. compatibility and yes. uh, these these updates yes. you know, that, that, that we get to the performance boosts and, and that kind of thing. You know, Xbox really, they make it as easy as possible to, to go ahead and put your Xbox One away forever. And, yeah. you know, you can still play anything you want from the Xbox One on your Series X, and often it'll play better, mm -hmm. which is how it should be. Yeah, absolutely. So thank you, Microsoft, for doing that right. Miranda, when this, this is such a short window here, we've had, so we've got Mortal Kombat 1 announced in May. Mm -hmm. It's out in September. That's four months. Mortal Kombat's huge. Not every game can get away with a four-month PR and marketing campaign from announcement to release. Mortal Kombat's massive. What, can you think of when was the last time that we got a big game that had this short of a window? Because in, for, in, for me, this doesn't affect anyone listening, watching, really. It's really a Ryan problem. <laughs> I'm the previews editor at IGN. Oh, yeah. It's my job. Anything that hasn't come out yet... It's my job to make sure IGN's covering that in some way, shape, or form in a way that best serves our audience. And so the fact that I only have four months uh, before I pass the baton to Dan Stapleton and Tom Marks and we get the game reviewed and then the, the baton passes to you and your team, the wiki and gameplay help team. Uh, it, so this is kind of a nightmare for me personally, <laughs> trying to trying to get as much cool coverage for the IGN audience in four months as I can. But I, I'm racking my brain. There's only one game that comes to mind for me that had this short of a window, but I don't want to say it because I want to I want to see if I don't want to ruin your train of thought if, if you've got any that are coming to mind. I do not. And I feel like I know, like there's one on the tip of my tongue because I remember something being a quick turnaround and I was like, how, wait, no, I love this. This is great. Like, how dare you? But also this is great. I'm excited for it. Wait, what is it? Fallout 4. Okay. That's what I was thinking. Okay. I was like, it's Bethesda. Which, which is going back a while. I mean, that's 2015. That's eight years ago at this point. I was like, it was something that happened while I was here because I remember being at like E3 or somewhere and I was like, wow, that's soon. That rules. Yeah. And then being like, dang, now we got to cover it. Yeah. They, they officially announced it right before E3, then did that yeah. big gameplay demo at E3, and then it was out in either October or November of that year. So it was, it was uh, roughly... Well, actually, so I guess it was still longer than Mortal Kombat 12s. This is the shortest one, again, of a, of a big blockbuster AAA caliber game that I can think of. Yeah. In, in modern times. I think it's rather exciting. And as you said, too, it's not like Mortal Kombat needs time to be like, hey, you guys remember this old game? It's like, of course. Like, <laughs> the prestige is there. Like, we're going to... There's no question about, like, us picking it up, right? Yeah. Like, that's just, of course. We're just waiting for it. Yeah. Perfect. The decision... The, I guess the marketing and PR decisions with this largely amount to... How do we show something to make sure everybody's excited? First Mortal Kombat exclusively for next gen, but without giving away too much of the store, right? Without showing too many fatalities, too many yeah. of the, you know, we will save some surprises for people. But I, I do feel bad that I was like, no one cares about like the story order. I'm like, 
there is definitely story there and like i do like oh there's lore yeah i like playing through the campaign i think it's just more about and i just wanted to talk about this because like oh no the story stuff of the trailer is cool it's more like you can kind of hop in and learn pretty quickly what's going on the story but even though it is rather complex and so i think maybe them putting the one there is trying to make that even more firm that this is a good starting spot and i think that tends to be a good move for a lot of games when they're coming into like a fully new generation of consoles of like saying hey this is just for the new gen so people who only picked up the new gen and have never played these games before here's your introduction to these characters these people you may not have the full context but there's enough here for you to understand so who is your favorite mortal Kombat character to katana play. always nice. I, i've just always played her yeah. forever and then i know her combos and that's it <laughs> so. back when i did play which again it's been a long time but i was yeah. a kung lao guy oh nice yeah just like to take that hat and yeah. and slice people in half with it down the vertically down the, the center like they're like you're unzipping their entire corporeal form yep um yeah this is this is going to be a huge game i mean the trailer you know the trailer just goes out to everybody. It's, you know, nobody has it exclusively. And uh, so just, you know, it's wherever you happen to watch it. The On IGN, the trailer has done 3.8 million views in five days, which is, which just for context, that's, that would, that puts it in the, like the, the 99th percentile of, yeah. of trailers. It's, it's wild how, much anticipation and and hype for this is and and let's say uh i i feel very happy for ed boone and the nether realm team because that they that this was a big moment for them this that this excellent trailer and that everybody's excited because of course uh david what's his face the ceo of of uh of discovery hbo whatever the hell the corporate is that you know the, the dum dums that are dropping the HBO name from HBO Max? Oh, hey, yeah. let's take the the one of the like most brand valuable associated with good quality names from the last forty years of entertainment. Let's get rid of it. We don't need that. It's who so is the silly. Oh, what's wrong? Like executives aren't smart people. I think some of them I'm sure are, but clearly. Yeah you can fail upwards enough to be able to make decisions like dropping the HBO like whoever name. Whoever decided that needs to send out some money to all HBO subscribers. <laughs> saying, sorry, we're taking away the HBO part. Here's some money. Right. I made a bad decision. Right. Oh my Billy. gosh. Anyway, but uh, I'm so happy for Ed Boon and Realm because that CEO guy, La- Lasloff, anyway, whatever. Uh, I don't, I don't have anything personally against him. I, I'm like sitting here trashing the guy, but, um, but he did. It's cause I'm, I'm upset at him on behalf of the hundreds of people at nether realm, uh, who were just working so hard. And then on an earnings call, this CEO man just goes, oh yeah. And we have mortal Kombat 12 coming this l-. dude. Yeah. Ru- so thankfully the moment was, you know, temporarily ruined, but clearly it didn't uh it didn't dampen the enthusiasm too much once this literally sick trailer dropped yeah yeah so congrats to ed boon and the nether realm team and i am looking forward to seeing actual gameplay i want to see what mortal kombat looks like mm-hmm. when we don't have to account for the xbox one or the ps4 yep. i want to see what what kind of 
how, how far the gore can get dialed up what, on next gen. It's all the little bits. Just yeah. so many little bits. How many, how many extra people chunks can we get on the screen at one time? Find the eyeballs on the floor. <laughs> glorious detail. The shine on the on the, you know the side of the eyeball, the way the sun hits it. So you'll see. It. The HDR on that optic nerve is just out of this world, man. Oh man. Yes. So Mortal Kombat 1, the big new game announcement this past week. Uh, now, something very much unofficial, and it remains to be seen whether or not this is going to end up accurate, but there is a uh, chance now that Alan Wake 2, which we've seen a couple times uh, and have been eagerly awaiting, of course, Alan Wake being very closely associated with one of the, the great era of the Xbox 360. It was one of the awesome third-party exclusives from the 360 days. Alan Wake 2, not exclusive, but uh, it's, it's near and dear to Xbox gamers' hearts. And Alan Wake's voice actor, his name's Matthew Peretta, appeared on a podcast and said that Alan Wake 2 is, quote, supposed to come out in October. I've been working on it. That's supposed to come out in October. We're in the middle of working on it now. In fact, I was just in Finland last week. That's where the company's from, Remedy. They're amazing people. So uh, there is... We can't take this as confirmation, Correct. right? Because it's possible he has old or outdated information or things can change because until Remedy announces it, then it's, then it's not official. But given that, this, given that he said, I was just in Finland last week <laughs> and he just appeared on the pod, this podcast, this would seem like uh, pretty current and up-to-date information, which Miranda would put Alan Wake 2, a game that... Uh, we've been explicitly told by Sam Lake directly to us on IGN in our initial interview with him when this was first announced. It is a survival horror game, and uh, it'd be pretty fitting if it comes out during Miranda's favorite time of the year, spooky season. It's true. It would make a lot of sense, especially since they're going more for the horror aspect in this one. Um, it would just align perfectly. And to, again, to me, it just makes the most sense. But also it's like, whoops, <laughs> that's not... That's not great. Yeah, he's gonna, he's getting a call from somebody at Remedy saying, dude, don't. <laughs> How yeah, about don't? I mean, he's worked with him. We love lot, you, so. but don't. Please, please don't. Please don't spoil that. So, uh, what hype check? Let's, let's check in here, Miranda. Where are you at? I know you're, you're, uh, in a, you live in Hyrule now. My general but, enthusiasm and excitement for all things in life is diminished as I catch up on rest and sleep. And what, those are different things, I promise. Um, <laughs> but um, I am immensely excited, although I may not be able to show it exactly. Here's my excited. Oh, yeah, I'm so excited. I'm really excited. The skeletons are dancing on your yeah, jacket. Yeah, they're, they're dancing for you. They're literally dancing. This is the skeleton dance jacket yeah. from Disney. Um, but wait, is that Haunted Mansion? No, this is the old, old, old cartoon. Oh, cool. Yeah, so Skeleton Dance was a Disney cartoon. Oh, nice. Which is, this is an official... One that I got from Disneyland. Sweet. Anyway, yeah, but <laughs> some nice lore about my jacket. Sorry if you're listening, you don't get to see the sweet jacket. This is why you got to subscribe <laughs> to us on YouTube. You get the video good stuff. Yeah. You, you get Red, our producer, just dropping in, just parachuting in uh, all the, the most relevant things that we're talking about instantaneously. You get Miranda's skeleton jacket. Uh, you just, you know, you could put a piece of like 
painter's tape over where my face is on your screen. And oh, that no. Makes the, podcast, makes the the video version better. No way. Um, but yeah, hype. So your hype level for Alan Wake. Incredibly excited. Like I control is one of my favorite games ever. Like I love it. And I love how they integrated Alan Wake into that very subtly and kind of like tying their stories together with like this new weird vibe that they have. And I like coming off of control. It's like just just top excitement for Alan Wake 2 to see what they do with it, especially since I did recently play, recently like a year ago in some change. That counts. Yeah, um, play Alan Wake for the first time and played some of like all the DLC stuff for Control. Yeah. American and, Nightmare. Oh, Control yeah, and, and also played yeah. some of American Nightmare as well. I didn't play through all of it because I was like, ah, I'm okay here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, Control, IGN's 2019 game of the year, well-earned. Um, oh, yeah. yeah, I, this is the studio, I mean, Remedy, they're they're so talented their resume is is just incredible i mean their only miss is uh the first person shooter that i guess i've already blocked out of my head that they did the campaign for oh what the hell was the name of it again crossfire x thank you yeah smile bit i always confuse smile bit and smile gate i can never keep track of which one's which anyway that was basically i'm gonna go with smile gate bit Smilegate. Smilegate. See what this? You guys need to sort that out. Smilegate. Somebody like have a meeting so, and just pick like somebody needs to own the. Smile. Oh, Smilebit did Jet Set Radio. Okay. Stuff. There were were a Sega. Okay, Smilegate. Anyway, uh, Smilegate was the you know they did the multiplayer uh, which flamed out real fast and the campaign. Sorry to say, by Remedy was not good. That's that's been their literal only misfire. Uh, in their entire history. Yeah. Max Payne. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Max Payne 2, even better than Max Payne 1. Uh, Alan Wake. Control. And now we're coming up on Alan Wake 2. And yeah, I, I, my yes, hype I- level is... Ver- I just... Yeah. These guys... I also love that they... This is like a smaller thing but they've always used their own in-house technology which Mm. not that that like makes it better but i think what i like is it just makes their games look and feel unique Mm -hmm. whereas there's a lot of unreal engine games and understandably so it's a great engine it's a great tool set it's really useful to developers but there can be a bit of a sometimes a sameness to the look and feel of those games not again not in any way that's like actively detracting from the experience but i just like that the the north light stuff the north light tech that that remedy uses first of all it's done oh quantum break was the one i left out which i know some people would argue that was their miss i, I really like that game i like that yeah the last boss fight is bad and I've I've told them that I've had I've had a discussion with Remedy about that before, um, pr- privately. But uh, now everyone knows. <laughs> well, it's <laughs> old news at this point. But you know, the re- I really liked the rest of that game, including the TV episode interactions. I thought it was a big swing. It was a big bold swing, uh, and I really liked that game in the end. This week's Podcast Unlocked is brought to you by NordVPN. Hey, if you're watching a lot of sports like me and you hate blackouts, NordVPN is a great way to go. You can use NordVPN, a virtual private network, to watch live sporting events, 
TV shows, films that aren't available in your region by switching your virtual location to a country that is showing that event. No more blackouts. It's also good for plenty of other stuff like protecting your private data, your bank details, your passwords, your online identity. You can protect your data while you're traveling and using public Wi-Fi. NordVPN protects you wherever you are in the world. NordVPN threat protection also protects you from viruses, malware, and phishing sites. NordVPN is also the fastest VPN in the world. No buffering or lagging while you're streaming, and it will stop your ISP bandwidth throttling. NordVPN is the price of a cup of coffee a month, so that is a super affordable, great way to go. To get the best discount off of your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com slash Unlocked without the E. That's N O R D VPN dot com slash U N L O C K D, and that'll give you four extra months on the two year plan. And best of all, there's no risk with Nord's 30 day money back guarantee. NordVPN.com slash unlocked without the E. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, their Northlight tech is really, really good at doing realistic faces. So they've always had like great, and they get, they get great performances from people like uh, Sean Ashmore here. Um... And I, I, I'm blanking on the name of the actress from Control, but she was great as yeah, well. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember her name off the top of my head either. But anyway, they, you know, they've, they've, they've done story-driven narrative single-player games really well for a long, long time, which are the games I like to play, story-driven narrative action games. And those are increasingly rare these mm-hmm. days in this, you know, this age of live service long tail multiplayer uh centric games remedy has continued to to make uh the kind of games that i love so i just want to play control again <laughs> like i look yeah, at we're like, watching footage man. of control um it's it's really good i mean the the tel- the telekinetic powers in that game are so well done like they feel you feel so powerful like ripping a chunk of concrete off the brutalist building wall and just hurling it at somebody it's oh yeah the, it is great the combat mix is just so much fun I, I will say one final thing for alan wake i am ready for the return of night springs 
Yes. I love Night Springs. Yes. If you guys don't know what that is, it's just basically an in-game um, kind of Easter egg where it's like this show called a, Night Springs yeah. that you can watch and you can find like these different episodes of it. Control had its own version of that as well. And it's just such a fun like kind of nod to Twilight Zone about these like weird stories that are happening. And it's like, it's just so fun. It's not a lake. It's an ocean. Uh, we will. Yeah. So. The, the October thing, the October date for Alan Wake 2, probably correct. And if it is, we'll likely get an official confirmation of it pretty soon. I wouldn't be surprised if it shows up on Jeff Keighley's Summer Game Fest showcase mm -hmm. or Microsoft's Xbox stage, uh, and we, we get a release date for it there. But yeah, so th this is now what inspired the rest of what is, what is officially the headline topic this week, Miranda. So, you know, Mortal Kombat 1, September 19th, Alan Wake 2, probably in October. So I thought, well, wait a second, because we've, you know, we've been talking so much about, so far in 2023, about, about what Xbox's year looks like. Uh, of course, Redfall missed. Starfield's now been pushed to September. Forza Motorsport, uh, this probably the fall again, I'm, I'm, I will bet lunch that it's that it's October or November. It's in one of those two months. But really, uh, for this big first half with, uh, with of course Diablo and Street Fighter and Star Wars Jedi Survivor, it's it's been a big first half. Uh, no matter what console you play your games on, but the second half, like the fall of 2023, we haven't really had much clarity on. But now it's all, it's starting to come, like it's May, it's starting to come into focus. So I thought we would run through what the fall is looking like so yeah, far. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, I, I think this just makes sense too, that maybe publishers are wanting to wait to announce release dates till things get really locked in. Because obviously we've <laughs> more than often than not have seen a lot of dates get pushed. And so maybe this is like the final, hey, are you sure? Like, are you really sure we can announce this? And so I think that might yeah. be a big point. We are ready to ship a polished product. Yeah. Can we put a date on it? Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, July for Xbox, very quiet at the moment. Now, that's historically been the case. So I'm not expecting anything to just parachute into July and be like, hey, I'm a big game. I'm out in July. Probably not going to happen. That's your chance to catch up on, on the backlog from the first half of the year. Our vacation time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Time to go to sleep. Yep. Uh, but then in August, you know, I mean, the, I know August is still technically the summer, but in our world, in our video game world, August is sort of the unofficial start of the fall game season. It's mm -hmm. kind of always has been going all the way back to Dead Rising being out in August of 2006. You know, we, we've had a lot of big games over the years that, you know, that come out in August, and that seems to be when things start to ramp up. So this year, here's everything I could find dates for, and it, it is starting to come together, the, the picture of what the fall is going to look like. Texas Chainsaw Massacre on August 18th. Now, if you haven't given that game any consideration yet... I don't blame you necessarily. They they put out some trailers, but uh, I played this a year ago or like close to a year ago, and it was 
even though it was clearly rough and unfinished, like it was fun. Mm. This is a, it's an asymmetrical multiplayer game. It is, uh, it's 3v2? Yeah, it's 3v2. Wait, God, now it's been too long. I can't remember. Anyway, it's asymmetrical. I got to look it up. Uh, but our, my preview, so I, I previewed it for IGN and it did over a million views, which uh, surprised the heck out of me. I mean, you know, Texas Chainsaw Massacre is a known thing. It's a legendary horror film, but for a preview of the game to have done that well made me go, well, wait a second. I guess there are people out there that are, that are really excited for this. So that's out in August. There's actually a technical test starting this weekend. Um, and then, yeah, 1.2 million views for that preview. So yeah. that, and it is from eight months ago. So this, and it's 3v4. Okay. Yeah. This is the studio that did Friday the 13th. Yeah. So they, they're experienced at this. Yeah. Did you know that their studio name is called Gun? <laughs> Gun Interactive. I don't know. It's just really funny. It's like Gun, <laughs> period. And like, but we're using chainsaws. <laughs> yeah. No, no guns in this. It's funny. Um, so that's, you know, that's something to keep your eye on. Could be a fun multiplayer game with yeah. your friends. August 25th is Armored Core 6, which before you immediately kind of gloss over that and go, oh yeah, I guess I've heard about that, but whatever. That's from software. Mm -hmm. That is obviously different team than the Elden Ring team because they were, you know, they didn't just, they didn't just whip up Armored Core 6 in a year and a half. Uh, but, you know, you're talking about from software doing a, a mecha action game. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's... Uh, that's going to be one to pay attention to. In fact, our last trailer for that crushed as well. Like the, 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 the interest is building, I think, in that one. As people, I think people are starting to just become more aware that, oh, this is, a, this is the next From Software game. Mm -hmm. Time to pay attention to this. Then in uh, September 6th, of course, Starfield, which we're going to be seeing a lot of in three weeks from now, oh my we'll, have, we'll have seen a bunch <laughs> of it at the Starfield Direct. October 13th, Lords of the Fallen, which I think I was, was uh, waxing poetic about this on Unlocked maybe last week. It's Unreal Engine 5. It's, it's got to be one of the first major Unreal Engine 5 games to be shipping, even though it's not shipping till October. I saw this at GDC as well in a meeting, and... Uh, first of all, it's gorgeous. Like, you, you, you've seen the Unreal Engine 5 tech demos. Well, seeing an, an actual game that has all the AI running and, like, what a real game is going to look like on UE5, it's extremely impressive. Uh, and this is, you know, again, talk about from software. This is uh, Lords of the Fallen was one of the better Souls-likes from... It's been a while. From back in like 2014, this is kind of the reboot of sorts. Uh, from what I could tell, they were making a lot of smart tweaks to the to the Souls-like formula and to, and to what they did in the first game. So I think that game's going to be a big deal. That's out in October. And then probably either late October or early November, we're going to get the game that uh, is rumored to be called Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3. Mm -hmm. The... It sort of started life as a 2.5 standalone expansion thing, and it sounds like rumor has it that 
that Activision's kind of invested more into it, and it's it's now uh, spinning up into more of a full-blown experience. So new Call of Duty, as happens every year. So that's going to be end of October, beginning of November. And then, that so that's the end of the for sure list. And I know technically Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3 is unannounced, doesn't have a release date, but come on. If, if, if that game doesn't release this year, I will print off my show notes and eat them oh, okay. on the show. That's how, that's how I think <laughs> confident we can be that there's going to be a Call of Duty game you know, this a, year. A fair bet. To yeah, it's a, it's a pretty safe bet that I will not be, uh, I will not, I will not be choking down uh, how many, let's see, how many sheets, four sheets of paper. That's how oh, long gosh. the show notes are. Um, I'm sure the paper would be fine. It would be more the ink It'd that be I would the ink, yeah. A little gross. Make sure um, it's non toxic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, and then kind of the um, we, we've got a probably for Forza Motorsport, the next gen mm -hmm. reboot there. Not not a guarantee for all. You know, like you said, Miranda, we these these studios now have to be sure when they put a date out and when they when they know they're ready to go. So. If you know, maybe Forza will end up needing more time, and they'll yeah. kick it into 2024. And if they do, well, that's fine. They haven't actually given us a release date yet, so it, it will be what it is. But I think the odds of that shipping this year are very, very high. Uh, and then the two two games that I've personally been stoked about that I think you and a lot of people share uh, the enthusiasm for the two games that have been kind of the the highest profile games that have been directly impacted by uh, Russia, Russia's invasion of the Ukraine, these are U Ukrainian developers, Stalker 2 and Replaced. So on the mm -hmm. AAA scale and then on the indie side, on the opposite ends of the spectrum. But we've obviously seen plenty of trailers and footage for both of these at one or two, um, yeah, I think a couple of different Xbox showcases. Mm -hmm. And hopefully one or both of them is going to make it this year. But I guess with, with that ongoing, I mean, humanitarian situation. Yeah, absolutely. It, it will be, the game will come out when it can come out. We just want everybody to be safe. Yeah. It's making those games. So uh, am I missing anything, Miranda? Yeah, the one that I added to the list, which is supposed to come out this year, is Cyberpunk 2077's Phantom Liberty DLC, which I think even though it's DLC, because of CD Projekt Red's like history with their expansions being like pretty large, at least with Witcher Three, yeah, um, I think that's fair to say of like, hey, that's that's substantial things to probably for us to play. Should that come out this year? I think you're absolutely right. Not only uh, for for the reasons you just gave, but also you've got uh, the fact the fact of the matter is CD Projekt Red has done the work. And they have won back the support of their community. Yep. And cyberpunk is now a thing that is loved rather than a thing that is mocked and reviled as it was when it, when it first came out. Um, so, yeah, I mean, this is cyberpunk's still, still one of the biggest games actively being played right now. So you're absolutely right. That He's our guide. Phantom, <laughs> yes, Phantom Liberty is uh, I, I can only ever think of Metal Gear when I hear that name. I do too, but <laughs> also I was like, wait, is it really Phantom Liberty? Was that it, right? Liberty City? No, that's another game. <laughs> like, something Liberty? It's like, gosh, there's so many games that have used it that I, I just kind of get it conflated. But no, it's, it's Cyberpunk. Yeah. So. It's also entirely possible that 
there will be a, a substantial group of players that purchase the inevitable like full bundle and and play cyberpunk for the first time when this releases because they you know they sat it out when it had such a poor launch and you know maybe they got busy with plenty of other great games and they just still haven't played cyberpunk and now when this comes out this will remind them oh yeah they fixed it and it's as i heard it my friend said it's great and there's this big new dlc okay yeah i'm gonna buy this and play this now yeah so it it, it is kind of a second chance uh for cyberpunk i miss night city i started my second playthrough of cyberpunk on xbox yeah and I, I want to go back so bad. There's so many games to play that are new. I'm like, no, Marita, don't go back. I'm like, but what if how, I do? How is it on Series X? It's playing great. When I, was, when I started it. Um, yeah. Granted, I did play after like the official Series X launch right. and all the updates. Um, my first playthrough was on PC, which I had like almost no issues. So I didn't experience the same yeah. frustration with that. But of course, I'm glad yeah, that it's I'm, not. I've got a save file that's like, I don't know, 15 hours in on PC, but it's like, no, I'm not saying it's not good looking on Xbox, but it's gorgeous on a PC. Like it's, it is a game where if you can throw the hardware at it, it's, it's real nice. It's like, it is very, very beautiful game. My only problem with cyberpunk is that if I start again, I really just want to start like a cyberpunk journal, like my, like adventures in night city and just like make a little it's like a little zine of just my experiences and cool stuff i find but i'm like no i need to leave it behind and just play the game <laughs> but you know thank i so i cool. applaud the use of the term zine as a yeah. that's i love that as a former magazine editor myself it makes me happy <sighs> i always wanted to write for a magazine it was i'll tell you it that was it i never i tried to never take that for granted because i remember one time uh, we, my family and I, we went on a trip to Hawaii mm -hmm. and like I had time to kill at the airport and just this back when magazines were a thing and I worked on one and just went over to like the airport newsstand and it's, and OX official Xbox magazines there. And it's like <laughs> my pictures and it's like, I'm in, I'm like thousands of miles from home. And my name and picture are in this mat. Like, how cool is this? It's so cool. It was a, it was a great, it was a, it was a wonderful privilege. Yeah. It really was. Um, all right. So that's, so I think, I think we've, we've got like, we're starting to get a reasonable picture of, of what the fall is going to look like for Xbox gamers. So again, just to go over it again real quick, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, uh, 3v2, asymmetrical multiplayer. I had a blast with it a long time ago, so it's only going to have polished up and gotten better. Armored Core 6, August 25th. Starfield being, of course, the big one, September, uh, September 6th. Mortal Kombat 1 on September 19th, day before my birthday. Uh, Lords of the Fallen, October 13th. Alan Wake 2, possibly somewhere in October. And then probably Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3, if it indeed is, ends up being called that. Likely late October, early November, Forza Motorsport. I think there's a pretty good chance that that lands in October or November. Cyberpunk 2077 Phantom Liberty this fall. And then possibly, again, and I guess the thing I didn't mention, although all of you know by now anyway, replaced and Stalker 2, if either of those lands this fall, 
those are Xbox exclusives. So those will be something, something for, uh, for Xbox gamers. So I'm looking forward to both of those games big time. Like replaced looks, <laughs> I love the retro sort of Blade Runner thing it's got going on from a, from a like visual vibe. So, uh, and then of course, Stalker 2. I love first person shooters and this is a single player narrative driven triple A first person shooter from a team that has an amazing track record. So we're talking about some, yeah, we're talking about a really nice fall that, that's starting to come together for Xbox players. All right, let's see here. We've got just a few minutes left. I, I, you might be mad at me. I'm, I, I'm not going to do trivia this week. I know. Because it's, it's just me. It's just you, <laughs> even though you haven't been here the last like three or four weeks. It's fine. I feel kind of bad saying that, but I feel like we need at least a couple of contestants I agree, and I just feel bad because I know I know folks like trivia. Apologies that we've been a little slow, but obviously this year's been pretty chaotic on our end. Although I do life changes and yeah, I do see on travel. on the YouTube comments that that say like, oh, you guys never do trivia anymore. We do. It sometimes it'll it'll get cut out of the video version because right. there's like a programming time for it's a long story but it, it's it's the bottom line is it it sometimes gets cut out of the youtube version so you can always if you do want to hear it it's always on the audio version which is always whatever the full unedited show is um all right let's let's just do this real quick we have eh, like we do this for two minutes quick thoughts two minutes yeah so take two <laughs> interactive had their earnings call and they said something that made us go, wait a second, might GTA 6 be coming out as soon as next year? So in a press release, a release issued alongside its yearly earnings report, Take-Two shared projections for the coming years, including a massive projection for fiscal years 2025 and 2026. And for context, fiscal 25 begins in April of 24. So it encompasses most of calendar 24. So they said, looking ahead, fiscal 2025 is a highly anticipated year for our company. For the last several years, we've been preparing our business to release an incredibly robust pipeline of projects that we believe will take our company to even greater levels of success. In fiscal 2025, so again, April 2024 onwards, we expect to enter this new era by launching several groundbreaking titles that we believe will set new standards in our industry and enable us to achieve over $8 billion in net bookings and over $1 billion in adjusted unrestricted operating cash flow, which I believe is long form for profit. Uh, we believe we expect to sustain this momentum by delivering even higher levels of operating results in fiscal 2026 and beyond. So while Take-Two doesn't explicitly name Grand Theft Auto here, it's hard to imagine any other franchise doing this work for them. This is uh, according to the IGN News team that's, that's uh, making the case here. For one, Take-Two's net bookings this past fiscal year reached $5.3 billion, a record annual high, uh, blah, blah, blah. Uh, so to achieve a goal of $8 billion, Take-Two would need to make significant acquisitions or release nearly double the amount of games it historically has or release at least one absolute behemoth of a game such as Grand Theft Auto 6. Miranda, do you think that we will uh, get to ringing in the new year, 2025, with Grand Theft Auto 6 on our Xbox Series Xs? As soon as you said 2K, I started laughing, so I'd say no. 
<laughs> like, I think it's a nice idea, but no. <laughs> I don't, yeah, I, I mean, don't think I know, so. like, I tweeted this, and, I, and a lot of the comments, understandably, a lot of the replies were, well, you know, they've had, it's been 10 years already from GTA, f since GTA 5, and you're not wrong, but I, it just seems like... But it's only it's, been five years since Red Dead Redemption 2. Right, which is, which the core brain trust go, is the same... It's the same core group of of minds mm -hmm. that that uh, that develop it. You know, the the Hauser. Well, I guess there's one Hauser left at the company now, and the sort of senior staff uh, that, that you're right. They they work on one or the other. So yeah, that's that is the better thing to benchmark off of is when Red Dead Two came out, not when GTA Four, excuse me, Five came out. So I'm with you. I think 2024 is too soon. If it shows up great, we know they're not going to ship it until it's ready to roll. Like, oh, yeah. I mean, we've had public, like, they've delayed four and five after they gave release dates mm -hmm. where they said, All right, we're out on this date. And then, nope, we're going to delay it. We need to, we need more time. So I have no doubt that uh, they will, they will take every precaution necessary to ensure that six is as polished and smooth as it can be. And I'm with you. I don't, I don't share the optimism that, that it's going to be out by the end of 2024. But if it happens, great. <laughs> I'll be first in line to play it. All right. That will do it for Podcast Unlocked, episode 596. Miranda, anything you want to promote? I have a feeling I know what you'll <laughs> say. Go ahead. Please use our guides. Thank you so much. We've worked really, really hard to make sure that they are good quality guides that are all verified with our information. We do our own work to get all that sourced right. So that way you know that what you're getting from us is correct. So we also have one from Star Wars, which is really great. And of course, a huge one for Tears of the Kingdom and all the other games that are coming out because we have no chill. So, yeah. There's a lot in Star Wars to yep. use a, a guide for. Um, I mean, I've, I've got seven stim packs right now the the health things that you get from bd uh and i but the the counter on the ui has a zero it's a two digit counter so i have zero seven which means and i and i think i'm like feels like i'm starting to get towards the ladder like the stretch run of this game so i have a feeling that i could have probably found a few more if i'd if i'd use the the ign <laughs> wiki for it yeah um but yeah i really appreciate it and if you don't want to, that's okay too. But if you do use a guide, use ours. Thank you. What she said. Uh, as for me, you can find me on Twitter at DMC underscore Ryan. Um, I don't know what I'm working on that I, I don't, it, there's too much every day. We're in, we're in a gloriously busy time. It is busy in the very best of ways. Um, so just, you know, there's always something new and interesting on IGN.com every day. Stop by every day, make it part of your daily video game routine. And, uh, we'll be back with episode 597 this week. Miranda, thank you. And thank you. Super producer Red, thank you. And everybody watching and listening. Thank you so much. We'll see you next week. Hey. 
Hey, I'm Jillian Clare, the host of the podcast, Thanks for Coming In. I've accumulated some pretty crazy audition stories over the past 20 years, and so have my friends. And I was like, you know what? No, not going to do this. And then Disney calls and is like, we need you to come test for the Ant-Man movies. I didn't know if my scene was going to get cut or not. Ooh, I could play that. Tune in every Thursday to hear your favorite actors tell the funniest, saddest, and most cringeworthy audition stories. Sometimes even the one that got away. Thanks for Coming In is available on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts.